Hello and welcome to another podcast. This is the Stone Genius. My name's Ro. I am sometimes stoned, always a genius. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. As Lizzo starts off her song, The Sign, Hey, motherfuckers, did you miss me? And I know it's hi, motherfucker, not plural, blah, blah, yada, yada. Um, so my new job has been taking up a lot of time. It just doesn't give me any time to think about the show, do the show, which is why I'm trying to do the show full time next year. So I was looking back at the shows when they were quote unquote good. I'm hoping that someone's listening. Go, oh, no, no, no. They're still good. Um, there was a time where I was putting out five shows a week. And uh, and it was good. Uh, uh, actually, I won't speak for that. Uh, it was consistent and available for the people that wanted it. <clears throat> Let's see. What do I have to talk about today? Today is episode 130 of The Stone Genius. Actually, if you remember, and some of you do because some of you are too lazy to hit the unsubscribe button, the unfollow button, but you were here at the beginning uh, when it was talking Tampa Bay sports with Roe. I would talk about Tampa Bay sports. In fact, tonight is the Ravens game. The day that I am recording this is the day of the Thursday night Buccaneers-Ravens game. Uh, things have gone sideways for the Buccaneers. I wouldn't say south yet. Yet, yet, <clears throat> and the Lightning have gone to three straight finals, so don't give a shit. I mean, I do, but I don't. It'll probably be like last year, where I was lamenting the beginning of the season, and by midseason, it was all good. Uh, what do we have to talk about today? Oh, I listened, or I saw a clip on YouTube. Joe Rogan still puts short clips of his show on YouTube, and I thought it was recently. However, it may not have been. It was posted, I believe, by his account recently, but I could not find the actual interview with Dave Chappelle happening recently. Now, it could have just happened and they released the video before the actual episode on Spotify, or it was a long time ago and for some reason they were just releasing this short clip. But it was, they we're talking about genius specifically. It was coming off of a discussion about Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk, as opposed to me, in many forms, uh, like, I'm not a billionaire yet, um, but he actually takes the time, they were talking about how he will, how he will discuss everything, the most tedious, boring, blah, stuff, and I just, I can't. That's for someone else to discuss. I want to discuss the the flash, the boom, the bang, the ah. Uh, but it was funny, a couple of the comments that they made on there. One of the comments was by Dave Chappelle saying that it must be like an island. When you have high intelligence, being able to... Because if you want to talk like you want to talk in a way that makes you not want to punch yourself in the balls, then you need to talk with someone. So it is kind of an island. So I thought I liked that. And then he also said, Joe Rogan goes, can you imagine being that smart, smarter than everyone else? 
And his retort was, shut the fuck up, bitch. I'm thinking about math. And I just thought that was funny. I love math. I thought that was a great comeback. And often I am thinking about math. Generally, I'm just thinking about the number 69. But sometimes I'm thinking about butts. Um, what is that? Never mind. Uh, do, do, do. What else do we have to talk about? Um, being smart. Nope. Uh, let's talk real quick about the show. It hasn't been on for a week. I've, what have I learned from changing jobs? So I was with Best Buy in the capacity of the Nikon, doesn't matter. And so that was my job. My job, first and foremost, was Nikon. Secondly, the camera department. And then everyone else can fuck off. Both literally and figuratively. So I'm not sure if people are aware, but your phone has a camera on it. If your phone's recent, it has a dang good camera on it. Much of it is processing, blah, blah, yada, yada. Um, It will do things that would... It will do things without you needing to understand what it's doing as opposed to if you were to actually take photographs, say, even with film or, yeah. Um, I just, with, when I was in that position, cameras were not talked about a lot anymore. In fact, most of my questions were actually about podcasting. It was surprising the number of people when I said I had a podcast and I said the name of it. They were like, no way. And they would pull it up and show me that they had listened to the episode. Super cool. Uh, Then the follow-up question is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I said, if podcasting gave me insurance, I would be doing it. I would probably need some money too, but I do think I can do that. So what I am have been working on over the last week is I am going to have a presentation for a group of investors. I'm hoping that they'll invest in me. And as I say me, I mean the podcast so that next year I can do this full time. So I don't, I don't remember the last time I actually went to Instagram to tout the show, probably the Antonio Santino interview with real men, real style, real style, real men, real men, real style. And I just, but that's something that if I'm doing this full time, will be part of it. It will allow me the focus and get into the groove. It will also allow me to take this from an audio only podcast to a video production as well. Don't get too excited about that. I've often been told I have the face for radio or podcasting. It was actually radio, there was no podcasting back when. People were telling me what I should do. They said, oh, you should be in radio. And I'm like, wow, that's offensive. No, I didn't. Maybe it was the voice that I used, because I, I think I used to talk like this more often than I do now. Uh, but what else is going on? So I'm going to do a presentation here shortly, hopefully to a group of investors. I am only looking for four or five to make a minimal investment in me. And it is actually just replacing my salary. And then I will pay... The, the show will, it doesn't matter. So I have been talking, I do, until I go full time, I don't want to involve sponsors, although I have been talking to sponsors. And one of the sponsors will keep your butt really clean. And 
if you don't know how important that is, you're not doing something right in your life. Because I'm telling you, it was, and maybe it was good that we had the first 25 years before we found out what butt stuff was, but I'm telling you, you want a bidet before you want to start butt stuff, unless you're a freak. And if you're that type of freak, I need, do I have a throw, I need a throw up sound. Do I have that? Do I? Oh, you got no throw up sound. Hold on, maybe this will work. Yeah, with the echo, that's not good. Uh, ba-doop, boop, boop. Let's see. So I am hoping next year. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm either going to give you a show full time next year or I'm not going to do the show. I just there's too much. I, I want something consistent because so here's the thing about consistency. And this is a great story that I learned. So when I lived downtown Kansas City, down on Broadway, I lived at the old Coates House Hotel, uh, mobster hangout, awesome place. Uh, my cousin and I had a loft down there, and I used to eat at the Greasy Spoon called Town Topic up like 21st and, and Broadway. And I'm I'm not exaggerating when I s- tell you that I ate there every day for well over a year. I would have one meal there. And then at night, because it was open 24-7, 365, the drunkards would go there. So it was nice for me when I would be coming home from whatever at two o'clock in the morning and I could walk in, it would be packed and Shirley who had been there for, and she's no longer there. Hopefully she's still alive. Uh, but she had been there, I believe since at least the sixties if not the fifties. I mean a long time, but she would see me and I mean, she knew me before I had kids. And then I remember going down there and showing her pictures of her. I mean, it was so weird, but surely when I used to eat there, I was like, you know, I was asking her just questions like I do on the show. She would be, God, fuck, that would be amazing to speak to her. See, now I have someone else. And also for potential investors, I have a slew of amazing guests that I can have on. Why do I not have them on now? Because especially with my new schedule, they have to fit my schedule. I can no longer fit someone else's schedule, unfortunately. Unless they were to tell me they're on the other side of the planet and they need to do it in the middle of the night, my time, I might be able to make that happen, but I'm also so loud I probably couldn't. Without, go, I would probably have to, I, I don't know. No, it wouldn't work. But there are some amazing people that uh, I hope to have come up. Um, let's see, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, boo Let's talk about politics because the midterm election is coming up. And I just want to say I watched live via YouTube the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race debate between, I believe his name's John Fetterman and Dr. Oz Mehmet. Mehmet. I, I, whatever, Dr. Oz and the other guy. I am so sorry for the state of Pennsylvania. I literally feel I I don't. I don't literally feel bad for them. But fuck almighty. I do believe from what I saw of candidate Fetterman during the 2020 election and how he interacted, I thought he would have been a viable candidate. 
I don't know anything about his politics, and I will not say anything because I am neither Democrat nor a Republican, and so I can't speak. The very little that I saw of him, it looked like he might be a very viable candidate for the Democratic Party. Dr. Oz, nightmare. What a train wreck that guy is. Just listening to him, if literally if you were at a party, even if you're one to get starstruck by people, because here's the thing, not a star. Just because he met Oprah, not a star. Guess what? You know what? I met Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You know what? It doesn't mean anything. I wouldn't vote for them. I wouldn't do fuck shit for them just because I met them. I was not starstruck or anything else. Here's the thing. If you're starstruck, please don't vote just because you're starstruck. And if you think he is a star, I don't even have something to say to that. Just, I, I, it stops me. If someone thinks that he's a star, like if someone met Dr. Oz and was starstruck, like I can't believe that. And if, like if someone was the Ichiro girl, and if you don't know what I mean by Ichiro girl, Ichiro uh, Suzuki was a player for the, I uh, played for a couple teams, but uh, primarily with Seattle Mariners. And there was a girl in the fans a long time ago that, he caught a foul ball, touched her, she freaked out because it was Ichiro. If you were to react like that to Dr. Oz, I would stay away from you because there's something wrong with you. I don't know what. I don't know if there's a clinical definition. It may be just called weirdness because that is, he is strange. He is weird. Even if you were a type to get starstruck, if you were at a party and he came up and started talking to you, you would look for an excuse to leave. You would, I don't know, go find some quinoa somewhere. If you don't know what that reference is to, you haven't been paying attention to the Pennsylvania Senate race. Uh, but what the fuck? Jiminy, gosh, dang. Uh, the only thing that I am really concerned with, uh, balance of the Senate, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's gridlocked anyway, so whatever. Uh, my concern is I love Hershey's chocolate. I'm not saying that just because I hope that next year when I'm doing this full-time that they will become a sponsor. However, I will tell you two things. I love Hershey's chocolate. I also like fudge. Dang it, I'm on the wrong screen. That was a reference to my wife's butt. And I don't like the fudge. I like the fact that we have a bidet, so it is fudgeless. Which someone, I, when I said that, I bet someone, instead of this, when I said it's fudgeless, they were probably like... Once again, that person, Dr. Oz, starstruck person, those two people don't want to meet. Don't, nope. Like, if you are a Dr. Oz supporter, I think you should have to do that. And you have to say why. And not because he's a Republican. Voting for someone because of the letter next to their name is not a good reason. You need to have a reason why. Like, I am voting for him because he used quinoa in a grocery store that he misnamed. I would be like, okay, that's a stupid reason to vote for him. But go ahead. That's at least a reason to vote for him. I think I mentioned on this show before, my mom, we were talking about our church, which uh, 
has satellite locations, is taking over the oldest church in Kansas City, oldest Methodist church in Kansas City. And it will be one of our branch locations, and one of the ministers that's been with the church for many years is going to go there. And my mom said that she thought that pastor would have a difficult time there. And all I said was, why? And you would have thought, I mean, nope. It was the crickets. It was definitely the crickets. Like, a lot of crickets. Like, I'm letting those crickets go on, and it went on for like five seconds. You're like, that's a lot of crickets. But no, just that why, you would have thought I had broken my mom. Uh, so you just need a why. You can't say it's going to be difficult for someone. Even if she would have said, well, it's difficult because they're a woman, I probably would have let that go. I mean, that's sexist. There are a lot of things that go on with that. I probably would have. At least there was a reason. It may not have been a good reason. But here's the thing. If you talk to a lot of older Republican women, they do not think that a woman should be president. They think that is a man's job. So don't get me on the sexist thing. Uh, let's see. I'm just hoping that chocolate is not impacted. I would like to continue to eat my Hershey's chocolate. Especially now that I've invented a new chocolate item, which was invented years ago. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, I just wrote down the, the note, people are fucking weird. Nothing else with that. There's no... There are no arrows like I often have that were pointing to other things, meaning, oh, well, this comment actually goes with this statement or this thought bubble or whatever the case may be. That is not the case with this. I j and here's the thing. I not only highlighted it blue, but in green highlight, I boxed it in. So just people are weird. I must have assumed or run into or interacted with someone Causing that statement. Um, I'm going to talk about two different sets of crazy people. One set of crazy people that I misjudged, kind of, and another set of crazy people that I just, I need to interview one of them. That's what I have to do. Uh, first, crazy people. So I am now working at a shoe store selling high end. Uh, Shoes that promote good posture, good foot care, good arch care, things of that nature. Um, very expensive shoes for the most part, uh, resulting in very wonderful feeling feet. That being said, when I started there, the owner asked me what I wore around the house. And I said, uh, my stocking feet. He goes, why don't you have house slippers? I said, because I'm cool. And so we we're talking about foot health. And he said, well, I, he wears Birkenstocks around the house. Birkenstock, you can also be a sponsor next year. Because I, here's the thing. This, I did not, I have never been a Birkenstock person. Ugh, just the, uh, I... So my problem was in the 80s and early 90s when Birkenstocks were becoming very popular. And here's the thing. Birkenstocks been around since like the 1770s, so like 250 years. 
So it's not like they're new. But here's the thing. In the 80s and 90s, if someone was wearing Birkenstocks, they had a particular look. Now, you have to be a certain age to remember that look, but they had a certain look. And quite often, they also had a very particular smell. So it was like Birkenstocks. Like if someone said Birkenstocks, you would immediately think first of a look and second of a smell. Just... And there's 100% of the people that thought of the I'm mentioning Birkenstocks now. Anyone over the age of probably 45 knows exactly what I'm talking about. Think of the first interaction you had with someone in Birkenstocks. You'll remember what they look like, probably dreadlocks, and they smelled. That is just a fact. So the fact that they were not attractive. And I'm just going to say it. People, you judge people initially on attraction. Now, Bobby judged me initially on the coat that I was wearing just because it was bright orange and she was wrapping her head around why I was wearing a hunting jacket in a bar. I was not. It was a Buccaneers jacket. This was pre-color change. That's how long we've been together. Um... But you judge people by looks. So I saw people wearing Birkenstocks and I said, ooh, gross, disgusting. First of all, you look horrible. Second of all, you smell horrible. And if you're a girl, I bet you got a big old hairy bush. Because that goes with it. No one was going to be in the 80s and 90s smooth, have a Brazilian and then be wearing Birkenstocks. Not a thing. I wouldn't even be surprised if some of those women had dreadlocked their vagina hair, pussy hair, groinular hair, whatever you want to call it. That hair, I would not be surprised. I don't know for a fact, but I would not be surprised that that hair was also in a matted dreadlock form. Once again, not my cup of tea. Because I don't like tea. Um, so here's the thing. You would see someone, uh, the way they looked, the way they smelled. And then when you looked at their feet, it was basically two straps on a piece of cardboard is what I thought. And then the, here in the Midwest, they would wear them with socks. So here's my thing. Uh, this was a quote that Jason Sudeikis says attributed to Walt Whitman. He, he says it's Walt Whitman. I think it's attributed to Walt Whitman. I never heard Walt Whitman say it, so I'm just going to say it's attributed to Walt Whitman. Um, but it's be curious, not judgmental. And that's how I was. Now I think I'm more curious. Like if you are a stinky, smelly, dreadlocked, Birkenstock wearing person, I would have a different conversation with you now than I would have then. But that's because I know better. If I went back in time, I would have asked because now I'm wondering about the people. Were they wearing it because of style? I do know that there recently is a TikTok craze about the Boston, which is the toe capped Burke. Um, but I'm just wondering if they really understood the therapeutic benefits. Because basically what Birkenstock is, is an arch support with two straps to keep it on your foot and promote good foot care. 
I have started wearing them around the house. I have a pair now of the Arizona, the two-strap. I have a pair of Arizonas now that will never go outside. They will be indoors, carpet only. Even if I step out, I have another set, or not Burks, but I have a set of slides if I have to go outside for something out the back that I'll change. Because these are strictly indoor, don't want to... And now I cannot walk around the house without them on. And I will tell you that not only do my feet feel better, my knees feel better, and my right hip. So I, and I did get another set of, a different set of shoes as well. Here's another one, San Antonio Shoe Company, sorry, San Antonio Shoemaker. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do that as well. Love their shoes. Now, here's the thing. I'm 55. I got some of their, uh, they're called JVs, which stands for Journey Velcro. So I got some tennis shoes and I love them and they're Velcro. And it's funny because young people are like, they don't like the looks. But see, here's the thing about young people. They don't understand what wisdom is. And the only way to get wisdom is to live through life. And once you're once you're young, everyone's like, Velcro, ooh, gross. But then when you get older and your arthritis sets in and maybe you have a job where you're tying hundreds of people's, not hundreds of people's, hundreds of shoes maybe a day for many different people, you don't want to tie your own. And they promote good foot care. So that, and then I ordered some Finn Comfort. Finn, you want to sponsor the show. There are a lot of people I can reach out to. Finn Comfort, I have some new dress shoes coming from them. So I'm excited about that. But it has totally changed my, I can truly say my life because my feet feel so much fucking better. And I will tell you this. I am not shy about this conversation because I did have it with Bobby. We've talked about it before. I had talked to Bobby about taking my own life a couple years ago because of the pain that I had in my feet. Doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. It's lederhosen disease, but they could, surgery was not going to be an option for me. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, so, but we had that conversation and you know what it was? I was wearing the wrong shoe and the wrong sock. Because I thought, like many people thought, that the tighter the shoe, you wanted it to be a, a sock. You don't want any heel slippage or anything. And that's further from the truth. So I recently went from a 13 medium to a 12 wide. Because I was going to a 13 to get width, not length. And my feet feel amazing. Um... But I would like to ask the people from the 80s and 90s, were they, were they wearing them because of the therapeutic benefit? Were they aware of the therapeutic benefit? Or was it simply, something only because that was the lifestyle, the chosen style that they would like to project to others? Um, because friggin' A. Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of people that I have judged, and I judged Birkenstock wearers wrongly, I will say I have not judged the next person incorrectly. Kanye, Yee, Yeezy, whatever the fuck he's going by now. Actually, I do know what he's going by now. He's going by anti-Semite. <laughs> uh, so his... 
And then he talks about, he went on a podcast or something and said he could be an anti-Semite and not, and Adidas wouldn't do anything to him until Adidas dropped him. Uh, some people ask why it took so long. Uh, two things. I am calling it Adidas. If you are international, I know I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. It's Adidas. Uh, but unfortunately for Americans, you will break them if you tell them stuff that they believe is correct, even though it's incorrect. Like the last letter of the alphabet, Americans think is pronounced Z. It is not. It's Z, Z, Z. I love that Nikon did that because I would use that sometimes just to annoy people. Because I knew it got a, you mean Z? No, I mean Z. Well, we're in America. Yeah, and I'm not going to let you say it wrong anymore. Um... So he said some stuff, whatever. You can be, at least he said it. How long do you think he's had these feelings or thoughts, but has kept them internal? So at least he says them. I always say, then you know how to deal with them. I would not have dealt with him anyway. I think that the, me personally, I think that the only reason he was popular is because the first song he wrote, he had a, his jaw was wired shut or something. And then I do not understand. I've tried listening to his album. I think it's shit. I don't, I do not fucking understand him, his shoes. I don't. And if, if you're like, oh, well, you just don't understand. Yeah, you're right. I don't. And if you do, that says a lot about you. That doesn't say anything about me. Um, let's stop talking about the anti-Semite. Kanye West and talk about his Donda Academy. Don't know what Donda is. It was something, an album. Was, I don't know. Something stupid about him. So Donda Academy closed effective immediately. I believe this morning they said that it would close for the remainder of the year, which were in October. That's a very early, we're going to wrap this up type thing. Um, but Donda Academy was a non, I repeat, a non-accredited Christian, non-accredited Christian Academy, non-accredited Christian Academy. So what I want to know now is, it said that there were 100 students and like 14 faculty. The only thing I can think of is Bobby and I watched the WeWork thing um, with Jared Leto. And they started an academy in it, and it's that's what, like, oh, you know, we just worry about feelings and stuff. I mean, I want to meet those parents. I want to, I li like, I know that we didn't move to Florida when, our, when we had the chance and our girls were school age because the schools in Florida are horrendous. Unless you're spending thousands a month to go to a private school, they're horrendous. So I was not going to subject my children to being stupid. There are enough stupid people in the world. And I wanted to hang out with my kids later in life, so I did not need them being stupid. Um, but how... I don't get... A hundred students? Let's say that they were all brother and sister. Even if they're every single, they're all triplets. 
That's still 33 sets of parents that say, if they're all triplets, remember, they're not. Let's just say that they are. That'd be 33 sets of parents saying, this is the best option for my child. Um, Maybe not the best option for, you know what? Here's an option. Maybe, I don't know. Public schools may not be your best option out of every option, but if your option is sending someone to a non-accredited Christian academy that closed two months into the school year, or, hear me out, or send them to a public school that's going to go ahead and go the whole year, probably, I don't know. I would just like to meet the parents. I think that was a movie. We could redo the movie, but instead of me meeting the Fockers or I don't know who was a Fokker. There were some Fockers in that movie. That's all I remember. But I would like to just, I, I, I want to know. I mean, I want to know the rationale. Do they owe me that? No, but they should have some rationale of why. Well, we don't like public schools. Public, they're not learning. Well, what are they not learning? Where, where are they deficient specifically? That I just want to know that because generalities, they're not learning anything in school. Really? So if I ask them what the capital of somewhere was or is this in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere or what's where where is Antarctica? Is that North Pole or South Pole? I mean, if they know some of those answers, which, oh, fuck, God, I hope they do. I was trying to think of the easiest questions I could ask someone to see if they learned anything in school. And that those are the questions that I had. And unfortunately, I am aware that some people will not know the answers to that, even grownups. I didn't even have it on here. So here's the thing also. That's frustrating about this. So today, one of my few days off, had a whole bunch of errands to run, which is fine. I've already done this show today. I did an hour long, almost an hour long show. It was 47 minutes. And then something happened. I needed a boot. And this is something that will change for next year too. I will actually be able to do editing. So I will put out a podcast. I will put out a video podcast. And then I will put out a short highlights on YouTube or somewhere. So that people can see that. 90% of all podcasts have video associated with them. So I want you all to know that you, my listeners, hold on. That is from me to you. Thank you very much. I want to tell you that you are doing something that 90% of the public won't do is do a pod, listen to a podcast. Because I don't think that that many people would, you know... I would assume it would be the same way. Even if they're not intent on watching the podcast, having it to glance over and look at, it's the same way they they may feel like they need to do that as opposed to just listening, especially one person. So I think I mentioned that next year I will have my Roro show in some iteration, which will have guests, and then I will have either myself or a guest host with me just talking about normal shit for the other show. Um. Who knows? Maybe I'll get one of the parents from the Donda Academy. Yeah. I just, I have a feeling I would, I just fudge. I mean, that's crazy. So here's another thing. I got a few minutes. So I want to talk about um, 
Celebrity Jeopardy that Bobby and I have been watching this week. Because uh, I wanted to ask her, and I haven't, whether she's... And she does not watch normal Jeopardy. It's on in the afternoon. It's not something that really interests her. She's more interested in the stars that are doing Celebrity Jeopardy just because of the way they act. They're very funny. And um, some of the nerds that are on regular Jeopardy don't have quite the personality that, say, maybe someone like I would have. And so that's why she likes the Celebrity Jeopardy. So I wanted to ask whether she was aware that those questions were, I think, easier. That's what I said on the show that I already recorded this morning in a race. I said that it w- I thought they were easier just because I was answering more, but I usually do fairly well on a regular Jeopardy when I'm watching that. My problem with Jeopardy, typically for the reason that I will not be on it, I don't know. I still probably, I need to try. I was selected for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in August of 2001 to be on later that season. Yeah, I was supposed that year in August for some reason, because I was reaching out, I guess, uh, I was going to be on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and then I was going to be on the Dr. Phil show about, because I had not met my biological mom yet, Linda. So I didn't meet her till 2014. This is 2001. And I I forget how it was... Somehow I got in touch with a producer and they wanted to do a show with me about growing up not knowing my biological parents. And then 9-11 happened. So both those things were supposed to happen. I need to find when I went to the Kansas City thing for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, they gave like a, it was Regis Philbin that did it at the time, and they gave this little coin out for the people that moved forward. It was, and I have it somewhere, or I had it somewhere. Probably be auctionable if I could find it. Um, so I just wonder whether, and maybe the questions aren't easier. So now I got to watch regular Jeopardy. I do. My problem with Jeopardy... So here's my problem with the first few episodes of Celebrity Jeopardy is that everyone seemed to be well aware of how Celebrity... How Jeopardy played. They, you know, the celebrity said, I grew up watching, whatever. But yet when it got to the Daily Double, say they had five... So on a Daily Double, if you're not aware, I believe at any time on a Daily Double, you can do up to 1,000, even if you don't have 1,000. You can do up to 1,000. If you have over 1,000, you can do a true daily double, which is doubling. What If you have 10,000, you could double 10,000, 11,000, 300. doesn't matter, doubles. So these people were doing, I'll do $400. Now, I understand why they were doing such low amounts. Like ten, like they may have $5,000, they'd say 400. And it was not strategy. It Well, it was. It was not a typical game strategy, meaning that they were trying to get just ahead of someone if they got the answer right or if they incorrectly got it, they were still in the lead or something like that. That was not the strategy. I think the strategy was they were terrified they wouldn't get the the question correct and they would go to zero and then they would feel like a loser. So in this semifinal and the only person's name I remember is Aisha Tyler, Lana Kane from Archer. Hold on, give me a second. Lana Kane. 
Um, then the guy in the middle, everyone knows. It's, I think it's Higgins something. I don't know. And then the other guy, I have no idea. So the guy in the middle finally did a true daily double, and they were amazed that he did it. And then he got it right. I think he did another. And then they all did it. Because up until this show, no one had done a true daily double to my knowledge. And then they just started doing it. And so everyone went from like $5,000 or 2000 So then everyone's in the 20s all of a sudden. So it was very cool to watch. I enjoy watching that with Bobby. Um, I mean, she's smart. I mean, of course she is. I mean, she did marry me. Um, I had a baby trapper. We all are aware of that, and we're all okay with that. Uh, let's see. What else do I got? That's it. I'm not going to make this go any further because I feel like I've already done this today. Oh, let's see. I am here. I am going to, I wrote down a quote that I truly believe in. And you, you need to let this marinate because some people will hear this and they will, their first reaction is going to be one of negativity. So the quote is, sometimes when the monster comes, you have to say yes. You'll figure it out. If you don't know what that means, you'll figure it out. For everyone that does know what that means, thank you so much for listening to the show. I will get another one out sooner rather than later. Or if I don't get it out sooner, it will be later. At some point, I will have another show come out. Uh, As soon as I get my pitch done and that going, I... Big things next year, people. You get, So here's the thing. I want to, I want you to understand you're going to be, you listening to this show is like me listening to the Bare Naked Ladies. Give me a second. I'll explain. 1991, I went to Victoria, British Columbia and saw a group called the Bare Naked Ladies. Now, I did it by mistake. When I was walking by, I saw that a bar had Bare Naked Ladies. I said, I'm going to go to that bar. It was a band. So I listened to them. It was when their album Gordon came out. So I bought that album Gordon. Uh, they had someone selling the CDs. I bought that CD. I brought. I smuggled it back into the United States. I'm just kidding. I don't think you had to smuggle. So it was funny when. It, so when I came back and I started listening to the Bare Naked Ladies, I was actually bartending at Bennigan's. Hold on. And so other people heard me talking about or listening to the music and they wanted to know who it was and so I told them and they had to go to a record I get it it's a CD but it was still a record store that's what we called them back then they had to go to a record store that did imports it was considered an import CD the bare naked ladies Gordon when it was first arrived in the US it was considered an import CD so here this is, 1992. They went on. They did the. Uh, they had some popular pop songs. Um, they uh, did the theme to the Bing Bang Theory as well. So I saw them small in a bar. Bobby, same way uh, she saw Pearl Jam in Lawrence on the Hill. 
If you don't know what Lawrence on the Hill is, it used to be a thing. I don't know if it still is at the University of Campus. They had new, young, upcoming bands, things like that show up. I have not heard about the Hill in forever, them doing this, but Pearl Jam was there. Uh, Probably known as Pearl Jam. Here's a little side note coming from a genius. And I did, uh, I'll bring Chris on again to the show. He will be one of the guest hosts with me, but Chris was funny because when I point out something that is totally worthless and useless, he just wants to know why that's in my head. I say I don't know. So Pearl Jam was originally called Mookie Blaylock. M-O-O-K-I-E-B-L-A-Y-L-O-C-K, Mookie Blaylock, who played at the University of Oklahoma. He played there through the late 80s. They played in the championship game against Kansas in 88. His name was Mookie Blaylock. He was drafted by the New Jersey Nets. He was number 10. Why do I have all this information? I don't know, because I'm a fucking genius, assholes. I don't know why I'm angry at you. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, So anywho, anyhow, anyway, the story as I remember hearing it is they needed a name for it. They got a gig. They were like, well, what's the name of your band? And one of them had Mookie Blaylock's New Jersey Nets basketball card and just said, "We're, we're called Mookie Blaylock. And so that is actually the original name of Pearl Jam, Mookie Blaylock. So now you also have worthless information. And here's the thing. Because this is so random and useless, you might remember this sometime. Like if someone, especially a day from now, you hear Pearl Jam or something, it may click with you. That's how stuff is to me all the time. What seems like pointless and useless and I don't need to understand this and know this, that's the stuff that clicks in my head. The Heimlich Maneuver, I have probably forgotten the Heimlich Maneuver. So please, please, please do not choke in front of me. I have seen Bobby choke on numerous times on her knees in front of me, and I'm telling you, it is not a pretty sight. (laughs) Man, I hope some people made it to 45 minutes for that one. Uh, Anywho, anyhow, anyway, uh, I am thankful that you listen to my show. I hope to do this. Again, like I said, sooner than later. Bye, stoners. Bye, geniuses. This is Ro. I'm out.